Hey everybody, welcome to a uh, wow a Zoom interview live here with uh, I'm Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross, trying something new here. We got uh, Guinea Pig. Thank you very much for uh, agreeing to do this with us. I got Chad Goodwin here. Hey Chad. Hey, how's it going today? Good, buddy. Where uh, where are you? I am uh, in Texas, kind of stuck, I guess, at the moment. But uh, all my kids are here, so it works for me at the moment. You look like you're sitting at a bench seat in a motorhome. Uh, this is my current home. I, uh, my youngest child went to college and I sold everything and bought this big RV to explore life and things were going good. And now we're on lockdown. So it is kind of what it is at the moment. So uh, I was actually in Toronto or at the race shop. And then my bus was parked in Florida and uh, I was kind of afraid I'd get trapped away from the kids. So I came back to Texas about a, about a month ago, I guess. So I'm just kind of here and trying to do as much work as I can and deal with like everybody else is dealing with it. Okay, well, you are uh, obviously a mechanic, a motocross mechanic, wearing more hats now. You're also, I guess we're calling you team manager now, right, for the Huber Motorsports? That's, uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I guess after the last uh, arena cross, uh, uh, Gerhard Huber asked me what my plans kind of were, and I really didn't think I was going to change much. I was happy doing what I was doing with Matt, and uh, just kind of talked about some things. I sat down with him and Christian, his son, and we kind of decided to go this route. So uh, kind of been an interesting change of events for sure. Uh, I spent most of November, I guess, went and visited with all the current sponsors, new sponsors, kind of did one-on-one, -on -one, just realizing that I guess I've done this so long now that I'm afraid to, you know, what's the future? Not fearful, just I think there needs to be more more interaction, more activation, if we're going to do this, you know, much longer. So sat down with everybody and kind of came up with a plan. And then uh, we started from the very, very bottom of the network of our group and went through everything top to bottom. So that was pretty much November, December, and kind of got things rolling and feel like we had a really good base. We spent February in California. Obviously, uh, Matt was still hurt. So uh, that's kind of the only issue we've had at the moment was getting our testing done with him. Well, this virus is kind of impacting that a little bit. But other than that, a uh, new rider, Marshall, joined the team. He'll be riding the 250. So things have been uh, extremely good. Lots of hours, but good. Right. Yeah, I got to see him at uh, that Tampa Supercross, the uh, the Thursday nighter. Yeah, that was kind of a kind of a last minute thing. I literally had just got to Florida and it's like, hey, I'm going to come ride. And that's, you know, for me, it's an option test a few things and see how things go in race condition. So it actually went really well. He rode very good and uh, showed that our motor program was where we needed it to be, which that's always a concern on the 250s. So it's a good little test for us. Right. He did definitely put himself at a disadvantage riding the 250 at that race. Yeah. But, uh, so, but uh, yeah, no, he looked, he looked good for sure. And uh, we got uh, Tyler Medallia moving back up to the 450s. I'm sure he's happy. You guys are happy. Yeah, Tyler, uh, you know, it was one of those things for me. I, I really didn't want three people. Um, and by kind of by default, we just ended up with three people. Three guys is just really tough in this economy. And uh, obviously, Tyler showed his abilities over the years. I mean, how can you not have the guy? So, um, and then when we left California, I left there leaving like, dang, we have another winner on the team. You know, like he's riding extremely I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen him on a 450 ride that well. I will say that he's uh, he definitely has a bike that he's happy with, or very happy with, and uh, 
fitness obviously is never a problem with him. I think it's more about getting in a base that we don't have to play with a lot. And he did uh, tons and tons of testing. So he's uh, in good shape. So we're excited for him. And uh, Matt's back riding at 110%. He's just taking his time, which obviously the, the situation that we're in with the virus is a big bonus to him because he can just Yeah, of course. Um, but things are rolling pretty good with him right now. Yeah, it's funny. The only guys who are happy right now are the ones coming off injury and who would have been missing races right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some other people. Maybe Pettis is in that position and mm -hmm. a couple of guys. So for me, it was I'm super OCD and ADD. And Every good had, mechanic is. I just had lists and lists and lists. And, uh, you know, so November I started this. And then when Matt got hurt, that was kind of a little setback. And then getting everything for testing in, in California and in February and we picked up you know 80% of our product while we were there so we don't have a uh, shipping delays and Kawasaki Canada's I mean they treat us amazingly and uh, all of our parts were already at the shop in uh, Mary Hill there and we're, we're just in a good place and, and then with Matt it was kind of like just this little bonus where you know he was going to be ready anyhow it, it's just a matter of with Matt you always have to pull him back so it's it's just been a lot nicer to have him just relax a little bit. And even Marshall, he was in a good place. He took a pretty good break there. He did a bunch of money races in the fall. And then we got him on a, a 2019 Kawasaki pretty early. So um, it was just kind of things fell into place. And we were all excited to go racing. And now we're waiting. So. Nice. Okay. Well, hey, since we're trying out this new thing and I don't have to uh, rush anything, Let's do a quick background here. How did you, uh, I mean, are you born and raised Texan guy or what's, uh, what's your story? I'm actually not. I grew up in Ohio, um, grew up riding motorcycles, racing, Ohio, Michigan, all that kind of thing. And I don't know, at some point you either decide, you got, yeah, yeah, either at some point you have to decide you're going to, you know, go to college or get a, a quote real job or something. And uh, I started helping a friend. I was pretty mechanically inclined for my father. So that kind of just rolled into it. And Okay. 1990, somehow, as a, a senior in high school, I went and did a whole bunch of supercrosses and outdoor races with a guy, a local kid that needed some help. And now, uh, 2020, here I am still kind of doing the same thing. So I've raised my family. I've met millions of people, mm -hmm. traveled everywhere. You know, it's just kind of, sometimes I look back and think about it. It's like, golly, from this small town, uh, you know, super small town, 80 kids in my high school or something. And here I am, and I've literally been everywhere, and friends everywhere, and that was kind of the, you know, I took a break in uh, 16, I was supposed to work for Matt in 16 and 17 on the, the Yamaha team, and after our indoor season, and he got hurt there at the last round, I just felt like I needed a break, and uh, kind of reset the batteries, I wanted to be around for my youngest graduation, things that I missed with my other two kids, so kind of did that, and then uh, I uh, was talking to Jacob Hayes about doing some things and ended up coming up to uh, Deschambeau in 18 and met the, the Huber group. And, uh, man, I just, you know, clicked right away with Christian and Justin and Gerhardt. And I, I felt like if I was going to come back and do more wrenching, I wanted it to be, you know, there's no perfect situation, but I wanted it to be that, you know, as close as it could be. So I talked to some teams in the States and, uh, I really did like Canada. I had been coming there. I went 09 all the way through 15. Is that what it was? That was the run from 09? Okay. 
Yeah, 09 to 15. So then 16, 17, nothing. I did one race in 18, and then I actually came up to Walton and talked to the gang a little bit more and just hung out for a free weekend. And I just, I really enjoy Canada. I like the people. I like the scene. Um, obviously, I've been there, you know, since you talk 09. There's been some serious changes. So, um, but I think we're on the right page. I think people are starting to realize uh, we all have to work together more so than ever. Um, you can't just bash a promoter. You can't bash a sponsor. You need to figure out ways to help each other because, I mean, the industry's changed so much since I started it. So I have to do things differently now. But then, yeah, then like say things were going good with uh, the team there last year. And I, I was already starting to do some testing stuff with Matt for going to, we were going to go to Germany and do a bunch of rounds over there, which he ended up going on his own, which I wasn't a super fan of, but, um, you know, talking with Gerhard and Christian, they gave me this opportunity and I had ran a uh, Yamaha team in the States that was severely under budgeted and wasn't that much fun. And I felt like with the resources we had here, this is you know kind of my way of doing it the right way. And uh, that's kind of what we've been working on. It's, crazy if you have seven guys basically and everybody's on the same page how easy things are even in a crisis like we're in right now um you know the riders understand getting parts right now isn't easy sponsors are you know understanding that we can't do some of the things that they need you know on their end and, uh, but uh, we're just working through it right now i just did a, a podcast interview with julian perrier from prmx and we were talking about that like uh, riders they're taking a little easy on parts right now because if something, you know, they start breaking and wearing out parts, it's like, hey, man, we got nothing here. So I'm assuming same yeah. situation, guys have to stay fit and race ready, but, uh, you know, waiting. Yeah, waiting. we they have all my guys on two days a week. And then luckily, like the day we got back from California, Marshall drove up to the shop and picked up a 450. So, you know, he's riding that mainly just because the maintenance is you know, right. way less. But, uh, yeah, parts are – are difficult and you know, like you know for our standpoint we know that you know trying to get 50 sprockets from rental when there nobody's open that that's not a bonus you know so we're just trying to be diligent with the people that have given us things and understand that i mean honestly we're in a pretty good situation there's a lot of people that don't have jobs and you know family members are sick and i had a I had a business here in Texas for about 15 years that we did motors and suspension and, and my partner actually passed away last week, not related to the virus, but you know, uh, his, he has children that couldn't go to the hospital and see him. They had to do things over FaceTime and, uh, you know, funeral arrangements are all on hold. So you look at, you look at the world as a bigger picture, racing is a, a small part of it. Obviously it's our livelihood and what our passion is, but, we have to uh, think about others that are dealing with way more than we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, okay, wait, by the way, 2009, who was, who was your rider? Uh, Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson, one of the, one of the many K Johnsons that have been here? Yeah, and what's funny is in 2008, for some crazy reason, I actually worked for Kevin and his brother Keith at the same time doing uh, arena cross in the United States. And uh, wow, that was an adventure. So, but uh, good guy. Yeah, I won a X Games gold medal with Kevin. Worked for him uh, about two or three years, I guess. Did all kinds of stuff. We went to Europe, did things. We did freestyle shows and a uh, great guy and came up and worked with Josh Schneider. At the, back then it was still Team Faith before it converted right. over to the Redemption Racing. And 
really just was happy there. It, you know, the, the United States racing scene is so, I guess, intense. Um, there's twice as many races, twice as much testing, you know. More money. It was, yeah, it was just more a big money, break. More, more money, more problems. Mm. It, was, uh, it was really just a big break. And uh, I loved the, you know, obviously being in Texas when you come up there and it's 80 degrees, you're like, wow, this is like vacation time. So we all think um, it's hot and you're like uh, wearing a sweater. Yeah. Yeah, the first time I think I've ever actually been hot was uh, last year at uh, Sandali, and I wasn't like I that wasn't was, That was sick. Yeah, that's like a summertime day here, oh. so I, I was good with it. But uh, I love the people. Um, obviously, my first interactions was with the Snyder family and the Jeffrey family. Like, how can you not? Yeah. You know, it was great there. And then uh, worked with Jason Hughes and then went back to Redemption. And uh, as it grew, they needed more help. And I actually did motors and suspension for them for a couple years there. And, uh, yeah, it's just been kind of a good deal. And I uh, – met a lot of people up there so I, I like it and like to say with the Gerhardt's the where we have our race shop is actually um where he lives so it's a little bit behind his house and I mean I feel like I'm part of the family and you know I haven't really known him that long so it's been a great thing for me I'm super happy where I'm at well that's awesome man hey um what what was the situation like where you are I mean it's a coronavirus kind of question what's uh are you going out shopping what kind of stuff's going on are people on the streets what's up it's kind of weird. Texas has always kind of done its own thing, which maybe that's why I fit in well here. I don't know, but uh, they, uh, everything's pretty much, you know, people are trying to stay separated. The stores, like grocery stores, your Lowe's, your Home Depot's, whatever, everything's open. They're limiting numbers in and out. Um, right. But your camping, your state parks, um, every restaurant here that even if they didn't have takeout before, they're all doing takeout. Um, so you can get food. Um, the first couple weeks of it were pretty slim pickings at the store. I went to Walmart a couple days ago. I'd say it's 99% back to normal um, as far as product, you know, whether it's toilet paper, which is just hilarious that the country went into panic over toilet paper. But, um, you know, everything's back pretty much normal. And, you know, people are just trying to do less maybe. You know, but uh, we're our governor is supposedly uh, going to start opening up things here towards the end of the month, which, you know, for me, it's not really a huge impact. I'm pretty spoiled. I'm at a, a marina where my boat is at. I live here. There's a restaurant that's here seven days a week. Um, my kids are in the area. So other than wanting to go to work, everything, you know, as far as getting to the shop, because I do have a lot of stuff to do there. Um, it's it's not that bad. I, uh, I think there's a lot of other places in the country that are worse than here for sure. Now you say uh, boat, are we talking on a lake or are you down south by the water? Where are you? Uh, I'm on a lake. Yeah, literally from, I'm probably, I don't know, 25, 30 yards from the marina. So I, I'm, oh. that's kind of the life that I nice. was looking for as I was getting older, which I have a birthday coming up again here soon. So um, I, uh, initially wanted to split time between here where the kids were in Florida and, and kind of just explore some things. So kind of all worked out, but other than, uh, you know, just trying to be patient, which I'm not a very patient person. So get, get through this virus. Uh, one thing that we did have come up a few weeks ago, um, twin city graphics is the company that we use for posters you know whatever kind of large printing they actually rewrapped our semi which was broken into while it was there mm. 
com completely bare semi. There's only four items in the whole truck because uh, it had just gone from getting new cabinets built into it because we completely rebuilt the inside of the semi. It went from there to the graphics place and we built cabinets for motors and suspension and the guys from the shop were test fitting some things. So completely bare semi except for about $70,000 worth of suspension and motors that were stolen. So kind of a bummer deal, you know, like now you have multiple companies involved and a company that supported us for a lot of years. They did the Huber company when snowmobile racing so they're uh thankfully it's on camera uh it's you know secure location it's just a matter of what happens next if you know maybe it's shown on a camera maybe somebody knows what happens but there's four sets of uh pro circuit kit suspension and a 450 mm -hmm. motor that are missing mm -hmm. from the from our truck that uh, kind of a bad deal but you know we'll work through that just kind of a blessing in disguise that we're not going racing tomorrow but we have other suspension and other motors it's just uh, you know it's a big big headache for everybody involved hey how about uh did you hear hear my interview with kale foster uh, a few months back when he got broken into and all they stole was his underwear <laughs> yeah it's crazy and i mean out of all the things you know you would think there was multiple other semis parked there you know it's just kind of crazy to to think what happens and uh, it's it's a unique deal because like the suspension doesn't really fit a production bike. We have little things we have to do, and uh, the motor is it's production stuff that everybody in the motor has. So maybe it'll turn up, and if not, we'll uh, keep doing what we need to do. So that was a big uh, change for us this year. Um, motor suspension stuff, we all we went completely in house, dealing directly with factory Kawasaki in the states. Pro Circuit, Team Green, everything pretty much is handled directly there now. So they weren't super happy about some of the stuff that got stolen, but we'll mm -hmm. uh, we'll do our best to get it back. So um, other than you know some sponsor changes along the way, but not a whole lot. That was a big thing for us, a big commitment to go there for that period of time to get things done. And you know Dan Fahey that runs Factory Kawasaki, you know we went down there and spent days with his guys and. Uh, a lot of the guys I've known, Aaron Johnson, one of the head techs over there that does all their R&D stuff. I mean, I've known him for 20 years. So trying to work things better to have a, you know, a better platform and some better results this year. Nice, man. All right. Well, um, what say we, uh, since you're a mechanic, we did this with Steve Sims and I, I went kind of easy on him. I'll go kind of easy on you too here, but uh, a little all something right. with mechanics. We're doing 20 questions. I pick a, a motorcycle part and you have 20 20 questions to guess what it is should we uh should we move on sure. to that yeah let's try it got the answer right here okay okay well let me get my pen and start a little tally for questions here whoops uh -oh. all right hit me question number one you want me to pick a part no i picked the part you have to guess what it is in 20 questions okay go for it um Sprocket or gears? No. Are you just getting specific? You can, you know, ask material, whereabouts, you know, you know. Okay, metal part. What's that? Is it a metal part? See, this is again. I, there are there are variables here, so I'm going to say normally no. Okay. Um, um, is it a heavy part? <laughs> 
No, depends how weak you are. No, it's not oh. a heavy part. Um, what color is it? That's not a yes or no question, and that is a question. I'm counting it. <laughs> Killing me. Um, <laughs> what color is it? <laughs> trying to um, um, is it in a circle? Is it in a circle? Well, I guess I have to say is yeah. Is it round? Okay, so yeah, it is round. It is round. Um, is it flat? No. Um, does it have a hole in it? Yes. Is it a washer? No. Um, when you get to 15, I'll come up with a hint. <laughs> okay. Is it an engine part or is that too much too specific? Well, I'm just going to say no. Okay. Is that a gas cap? No. <laughs> okay. Um, round plastic with a hole in it. Um, no, I lost it. It's okay to lose. Yeah, you've stumped me. I, I'm gonna say brake. I'll just name off all forty thousand part numbers: brake rotor, disc. No, no. So uh, linkage, swing arm, side panel, exhaust, foot pegs, shift. Hang on, hang on. Now you're at seventeen. <laughs> Let me give you a hint. You were really close with one of your guesses. Where the, uh, the fuel cap. I said gas tank. You said, yeah, but it's not that. Well, fuel, fuel pump, uh, the hose on the gas cap. That's it. Come on. That's not even really a part. I know. I, had to, I don't know what. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good game. That's good. You should have thrown, thrown that in at gas cap. That's all one piece. I'm sorry, but a guy like you with 20 questions, you'd think he could get it. Yeah, well, I could probably name off every part on a motorcycle if I had, like, lists. But, yeah. <laughs> well, let me check my list here and make sure we covered some things that I wanted. Hey, I got to ask you this. You said you're an ex-racer and stuff. What was your first race number, and how did you pick it? 971, and I picked it because Larry Ward. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I grew up not uh, – I shouldn't say far. I was kind of about the same distance between Redbud and Troy, Ohio. Okay. And then kind of in that area, my, we lived on one side of the river and there's a, a track still there today called Sandusky Valley Riders. I grew up right by there and uh, just kind of grew up riding. My dad was into Harleys, um, had a Harley shop when he was younger and uh, just kind of grew up riding motorcycles and yeah, Larry Ward 971 on a Honda. That was my favorite number. So That's awesome. How old are you now, Chad? You're going to have a birthday. What's this? I'll be 47 on May. 47. All right. Yeah. yeah it's not much so I did the whole, the whole nineties, two stroke era and all that into four strokes. And yeah. Nice. All right, buddy. Well, Hey, uh, thank you very much for doing this. I was good to hear from you what's going on with the team and the coronavirus stuff, obviously. And you, you won 20 questions. We'll give you that. You won 20 questions. Uh, anybody you want to thank? 
did Steve win? Steve did win. I think I gave him one too. Uh, what was his item? I can't even remember now. It's, it's been so long ago. Yeah, yeah was, I mean, it was yeah, a master I mean, link. It was a chain master link. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Pretty good. Uh, I mean, obviously, the biggest thing for me, you know, I thank my kids who put up with my garbage of being gone all the time. They're all raised. I have one out of college, two in college. Um, wow. You know, the whole Huber family from Heather, Gerhardt, Christian, and then, you know, obviously, we've, the staff, uh, Brendan, the truck driver, typical smaller team, you know. I mean, he does a million things that people don't even realize what he does. Uh, Justin <laughs> Rooney, he's going to be oh, around you. again. So JR will be back, and then uh, we hired a guy that I've known from a while. He's out in Phoenix, uh, Tyler Verba, and he does a lot of work for the Deegan. So good kid, and, uh, you know, just our sponsors, especially the big ones, whether, you know, Kawasaki, Monster, Pro Circuit, kind of our, our big ones at the moment. We have long relationships with Parts Canada, Alpine Stars. We switched to Thor gear this year, so that's kind of a change for us a little bit. But, uh, man, we just have tons of sponsors. And I have 33 major ones that I have had a relationship with most of them for 20 years. So it's mm -hmm. kind of kind of a cool deal. I mean, W, the guy, John, I've known forever. Renthal, you know, Paul, he was at Pro Taper and moved over. I've seen him for a million years. You know, I've been to his house. That's awesome. Hey, what's in the background? That's my mom. <laughs> so, yeah, just, you know. That's awesome. Just a lot of, you know, a lot of sponsors, a lot of people that, you know, got me this far. So, I mean, even media people. I mean, I went and did the Pulp Show not long ago. I've known Steve for a long time. This show, um, when I was at Kawasaki, Danny Bro is there now, which he was back in the day with, what was he was part of the race, Racer X back then? Oh, yeah. He started, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he started yeah. Rec Motocross. Yeah, so, yeah, just lots of people. I mean, Galdi, it's, it's crazy how small it's like a family it's like my second family so super super thankful and hopefully we can get back to racing here whether it's june or july i mean obviously nobody really knows at this point but excited to go all right well again hey thanks for your time stay safe down there and uh do what you can and are you not even are you allowed to head out on the boat or they shut that down too oh, yes on the boat <laughs> okay all right yeah. texas all you're still allowed to go shooting you're still allowed to go get beer and you can always go into the lake so <laughs> all right man yeah. well, again thanks for all doing right. that hopefully we see you soon yeah stay safe okay buddy bye-bye thanks all right see you Bill. bye